The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to go over what has to be one of the lightest Saturdays I can remember. And only basically three night games tonight with a couple matinee affairs with one in L.A. and one in Chicago. If you're playing on the main slate, the L.A. versus L.A. game isn't included in that one, so we won't focus on that. But yeah, this is because of the NFL, pretty much. Uh, They usually try to avoid a little bit of conflict with the NFL. They're super light next Sunday for Championship Sunday, and then obviously they don't play NBA games, at least the bulk of them, during the Super Bowl. I think sometimes they, they cut it close, and there may have been a time when there was like a couple minute overlap, but the NBA always uh, tries to be nice with each other. They don't play usually uh, on NCAA final day for basketball. Uh, they were light for the NCAA football day. The final for that game was incredible, by the way. But uh, So anyways, let's talk some hoops, man. We got a, a, lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Interesting slate, some value, some rotation changes. One of my favorite narratives that I've always attacked is on in play uh, with uh, the bad news of our, our boy, the process, resting today. So we'll talk about that. Um, but let's hit LA if you're going to hit this game. By the time this posts, you're going to have to be pretty quick on your lineups. Uh, the Lakers are... The Lakers are good. They're probably my favorite team for reporting. They are really good with timelines. They're really good with just revealing little details, which we like. We like to know teams with having every little bit. I know you guys, myself included, we can't stand when we hear an injury after the fact. When, like, oh, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have played them. So, yeah, the Lakers are good with that. They always, they usually keep us in the know. They were a little late a couple times with, this week, actually, with Julius Randle with the finger. That may have been last week. And then Brandon Ingram with the wrist. So it happened like after lock before the game. Uh, most teams probably wouldn't have even done that, for the record. So um, just props to the Lakers. They cover their teams so, so well, as they should. I mean, they're one of the biggest teams in the NBA. So anyways, we got Ingram. He's got the wrist thing. Um, sounds like he's okay. X-rays negative, MRI's clean, all that. Actually, I don't think he got an MRI. So he's all right. Uh, playing better. He's shooting the ball a lot better. He was really down in efficiency, but now he's starting to come around. Minutes are a little bit inconsistent, which is going to eventually hurt Lou Aldang. But the Lakers want to win games. They are. I mean, you hear Luke Walton talk after games. He's always talking about winning. and They're not ready to tank yet. So I still think that they're going to see guys like Dang, uh, even Nick Young to a degree. But we're starting to see that now, right? We're starting to see Nick Young and uh, Lou Williams really start to take a dive in minutes. Um, they were blown out uh, against the Spurs by 40 points. Um, so we'll see what happens. Young is cold right now. <laughs> He's only made 26.1% from the field in his last five. So that makes you think uh, what they will do 
I forgot to mention, too, uh, Russell's on the injury report with a knee. I'm positive, almost positive he plays. Three black ankle. These are all just injuries that have been bothering them, and they're just letting us know that they're covering their bases if things go haywire, where it's like, oh, he's not going to play. Um, and this is why. So it uh, makes sense. I get it. It makes our job as covering it a little bit harder. But anyways, I digress. I do that on solo pods. Um, so, yeah, we saw the last game. you got to pretty much just throw it out. Because um, Dang only played 19 minutes, Young 14. They were out of this game early third. Well, Kawhi had 24 points in the first half, his best first half. He's also the first player ever, to, or not ever, I'm sorry, this season to have multiple 30-point games in fewer than 30 minutes. Only guy to do it multiple times. All right, enough about Kawhi. I could talk about him all day. Let's get this game here. We got a 216 over-under, 10.5 spread. So, I don't like this game too much, especially with a lot of question marks later, namely Anthony Davis. So I probably wouldn't play the early slate, but if you are feeling frisky and maybe you want to go Davis because he's going to have a low ownership, I, again, I'd be careful on that. We'll get to that. Um, I mean, you got to like Chris Paul. Uh, I think Chris Paul's going to go to town. Uh, I think it'll be a, a blowout. Um, but the matinee games are always a little scary to me. So generally, I'm going to just say straight fade it. Um, if, if you want to play it, like I said, Chris Paul is really the only guy I'd consider. I like Austin Rivers to a degree, but man, it's just there could be too much value late um, with possible rest with a couple teams on a back-to-back, and things may just happen during the day. Uh, and that's a lot of time. Basically, you're giving up an hour and a half when all the lineup stuff's going to come out. Um, so uh, again, I, I would just fade it, uh, not to just throw this game out, but, uh, I, I mean, D, you can always roll DJ. You could always go Jordan Clarkson, super cheap at 4,000. I actually kind of like that a lot. He'd probably be my, my favorite play. I don't really, uh, like a lot of cheap point guards. So if you want to go for a cheap point guard and play this game, uh, I would take him over Rivers who's $300 more, even though Rivers is playing well. And I think this will be kind of a small ball, kind of a special. Um, so, yeah. All right, I'm going to move on to the main slate. Uh, this game is really the tricky one. This is the one that I'm talking about where we need the information. Uh, we got New Orleans and Chicago, minus two, a 205 over under. Yeah, Anthony Davis said there's, quote, a high probability he plays. He's doing stuff. He did a lot of stuff yesterday. We're going to wait to see if he's feeling soreness and all that good stuff that happens when injury-prone players are coming off an injury. I would call, and they called him questionable technically. I still think he plays, but man, we've seen a lot of times where they're super careful with Davis. So if you're playing that early slate, don't play Davis. I mean, tournament, sure. Again, it'll give you a leg up. But don't, like, bet your house on it. Um, so, I, again, I think he plays. Uh, and I wouldn't... I don't mind playing him. I, this thing is looked really minor. I mean, he did fall into the stands. Kylo Quinn kind of gave him a little bit of a shove. And it's just a hip contusion. Hip contusions have been odd, man. Uh, Zach Levine just missed a couple. Trevor Booker's missed a couple. A lot of guys... And then now Davis. I mean, the past week or so, we've seen hip contusions... Uh, do some damage, man. Um, it's like there's always like one or two injuries every season where it's just what's going on with the the frequency of this injury that doesn't keep guys out of games. Okay, so I'm cool with Davis. There's enough value on the slate to use him. 
So if he's playing, I kind of like it. I think they'll have a really tough time defending him. The Pelicans are playing well. They're coming off a big win. And what, they're a half a game out? If they win today, they're like a half game out. Yeah, exactly. If they win today, they're a half game out of the eighth slot. Um, with the Blazers not playing great, the Kings really kind of almost in a free fall. So this is this is a big game for them. Um, so I think that Davis has the the hometown effect and all that stuff. So a lot of reasons to like him. I like Drew Holiday a lot. Uh, he's pretty cheap. Uh, he's been playing really good defense, so he's going to keep him in the lineup. Gentry is that that is. Uh, the efficiency is not quite where I want it to be, but I think he has a good matchup. I think he's going to see. Uh, get a lot of assists. I think he's good for like 12 assists today. Um, maybe get you six boards, 13 points, 14 points, and you're right there at value. Six eight. that's a pretty good price for him. So he's one of my favorite kind of mid-level guards uh, in a, on a night where there's not a lot of high-end players at point guard. Um, but if you're not playing that early game with Chris Paul, um, John Wall, we'll get to. Um, but yeah, I like him. It's a better bargain than Bledsoe. Obviously, I like him more than Russell at, at 6'2", if you're playing that early one. George Hill. So, Holiday seems like a pretty strong play to me. Uh, okay, we got to talk about, really, the man of the hour on Thursday. And that was Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans went off. Um, we do have to say that that was partially because of Anthony Davis not playing. And then, again, the dream match of, of the Nets defense. My boy, Karis LeVert. Was kind of a turnstile against him, but anyways, uh, I can't play Tyreek at five six. Um, I, I just see last game was a fluke. People are going to chase that. Um, there's other guys I'd rather have that are cheaper. So I'm off Tyreek. Um, Terrence Jones is interesting. We all know if you listen to this podcast, you know we Terrence Jones and Anthony Davis works. They have abandoned up until Davis missed the game the centers pretty much. Uh, so they should play him more. They're going to play Cunningham. I think they cut Cunningham's minutes. He's starting to play worse. They want to play Donatus Montiunis as their Channing Fry kind of a player, but I think we see Terrence Jones get minutes in the, I'll, I'll say 23 minutes if Davis plays. Uh, he only played 30 minutes combined before the eruption on Thursday with the 24 and 12, but it's a good matchup against Taj. Um, no Miritich, I forgot to mention. I'll get to the Bulls, I guess, in a second. So it's a, it's a good spot for TJ. And if he starts, I like him a lot. Um, but I do need to hear that he's starting because we it's tough to trust that guy. That guy being Gentry. So definitely a guy I would consider. 5100 is not cheap. Um, a little bit of a price increase, I believe, after the big game. But really, among guys that are under 6000 if he's starting, let him go. If he's not starting, there's some guys that are in that neighborhood that I think are, are worth a look as well. Um, Monte Unis at 3-6. Hey, maybe he starts. Um, if he starts, I would give him a, a look-see. Um, he's coming off a bad game, a donut, uh, as I called him in the blurb. That's his nickname. Uh, he went 0-7 from the field. Not in a good rhythm. He's not a great three-point shooter, by the way. So um, They're pretty much putting him in a role that he's not really too comfortable with as far as performing well goes. Okay, so that's pretty much your Pelicans uh, summarized. I like Davis if he's, if he's starting. I like who's ever starting, uh, except for Solomon Hill and Buddy Heald. I'm, I'm not a Buddy Heald guy. Uh, very points dependent. Okay, so we have the Bulls side. We're going to see Jimmy Butler questionable. He's been sick like all week. Uh, basically missed two and a half games. Bulls have lost their last three. They need him bad. 
I love Butler, but man, if he's sick and he tapped out on the front end of his illness, who's to say he's not going to tap out on the back end? If he has the same thing Nikola Miritich has, Miritich is already out. Um, this Butler hasn't been traveling up until today, so a risky, risky spot for sure. I'm probably I can't do it, but if he's gonna sit, I think you gotta like Wade. Uh, this team needs a win. Uh, I see Wade playing pretty good minutes, not in a back-to-back set. So Wade's a good one at seven-two. It's a pretty straight, pretty good price for a guy who should be playing. I would think 32, 33 minutes with. Probably a 30 usage rate, maybe 7 assists, throwing a couple steals and 5 boards. That's solid right there. So Wade without Butler would be good. If Butler plays, I wouldn't really trust Wade at 7-2. Okay, so the Miritich side of things. Man, uh, this is tough. Because uh, we saw Paul Zipster, one, close out, and two, get talked up. Uh, Fred Hoiberg talked him up a lot after the game. Uh, said that he shot the ball with confidence. He liked his defense. Uh, he liked how he was aggressive against Carmelo on defense. I, I mean, to put him in a game as a rookie in his first start and have him close out against Carmelo, and that's that's something. That scares me off McDermott. McDermott's ice cold. Um, I believe he's been uh, like an open about 80% of the time on his threes, something like that, and he's only hit like 18% of them or something. He's been really cold. Uh, he said it's not a mental issue. And all that, but I'm pretty much avoiding that. I mean, if Zipster starts without Butler, sure, give him a go. Uh, actually, if, if that's the case, I, I would roll Zipster. Um, put, zip it up and zip it out, as Chappelle would say. Um, but yeah, uh, it definitely takes a little slice of crazy to do so. Um, and I mean, McDermott's 3-6. So if Hoiberg has a positive comment, I'll retweet it, of course. Then yeah, sure. I mean, three six, and it's it's he has to hit value at that price. So maybe I take that back. That uh, him at three, especially if Butler's out. If Butler's out, it's really hard not to play McDermott at three six. Um, it's it's just too much opportunity. And if they bench him again, that's gonna kill his confidence. They need him to play better, and they need him to shoot the ball well. Um, just the way that team's put together, they 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 close with him too. We talked about before. Okay, so point guard, I'm pretty much fading. We'll see Rondo probably in the rotation, but you can't trust him. Carter Williams as well. He's been pretty bad. But they're both not too cheap. 4-3 for Rondo, 4-6 for Rondo. Uh, I'm sorry, 4-3 for Rondo, 4-6 for MCW. All right, move on to a game in altitude, I believe 7,500 feet. It's like a half a mile higher than mile high. Ha. <laughs> We got San Antonio favored by 11, 213 over under with the Suns. Uh, DeJounte Murray is the only guy on the injury report. Uh, Suns were, um, they hung tough against Dallas, but they, they had a bad third quarter, real bad third quarter, and it's because of defense. And man, TJ Warren is kind of in trouble. Uh, he's been really been a letdown on defense, man. Uh, you play bad defense and you're not Eric Bledsoe or Devin Booker, you're in trouble. Uh, that's kind of been Warren's case for why you see his minutes get cut somewhat on occasion. He had a, a down game on Tuesday last week, and he hasn't shot the ball well either uh, his, his past few. He did it against the, uh, the Cavs on Sunday. So I'm not really feeling him. Devin Booker's coming off a 28.4. He had a 99.4 true shooting, I think a 58 uh, usage rate. It was just the Devin Booker show. 
So I'm cool with chasing that. Um, in, in altitude, uh, they may the, the Spurs may not look like the Spurs, while the Suns have already adjusted to this. So I think this game will be close. Like if I'm betting this one, I think I may take Phoenix to to keep this game uh, within single digits. Um, so Suns wise, yeah, Booker's cool and Bledsoe. Like Bledsoe and Holiday are pretty good options as far as if you want to fade Wall, which I kind of am. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much going even. Uh, especially if you if you're not going to play Davis, you could easily get Bledsoe and Holiday in there. Um, and yeah, Booker's cool. Um, Tyson Chandler's been really good, man. Uh, this guy's cleaning up on the glass. So with the process not playing today, then I mean you gotta at least look at him. His last four games: nineteen boards, fifteen boards, eighteen boards, twenty boards. Uh, like I said, defense is key. Is that's the key to keep you on the floor. And we know Chandler's a really good defensive player, defensive player of the year in twenty twelve. So yeah, I expect him to play. He's a pretty solid value. There's another guy I like more, but yeah, he's probably my third or fourth center on the list for me. Uh, Sun, uh, sorry, Spurs side, pretty much just Kawhi, and that's a wrap. Uh, I think Kawhi is kind of altitude proof. Um, we'll see how they adapt in this one, but yeah, the Suns fast pace. I think they're third now, um, in the NBA. They're in the top five for sure. So Kawhi's cool, and that's, that's pretty much where we're at. Uh, Pau Gasol's all right, coming off a big game. The Marcus is all right, but. Other guys I like more. All right, moving on to another good game. We got Philly and Washington. They are going to rest the process, which we know is coming. Um, by the way, how awesome was that last night with Joel Embiid with Triple H with the intro spitting out water? I mean, he spit out water all over the fans, and they weren't even mad about it. They just trust the process. They trust he's not sick like everyone else is. Um, so, yeah, 9.5, 208 over under. Okay, so let's hit John Wall first. He has a right pinky issue. That's his shooting hand. If you play basketball, you know that the last two things that leave that are on the ball when you shoot it are your pointer finger and your middle finger. So really, the, mid, the pinky finger is not too big of a factor as far as releasing goes. But Wall said he spent this, the last part of practice taking free throws with his pinky off the ball. Uh, he has some tape on it that'll probably cont uh, continue. So he's worried about, I guess, the tackiness of the tape affecting the rotation of the ball, which is a valid thing to worry about. And then he also has the left wrist issue. So he's going to be hobbled, man. Uh, I think he's going to play. We've seen him play through some stuff before. He's coming off two knee surgeries and he hasn't really been rested. He's kind of like a kind of a freak when he doesn't have like a broken bone or a, a ligament issue. So I think he plays a lot, but man, even in a great matchup, it's tough to trust him in cash. Uh, I mean, he's he's not going to shoot a lot. I expect a down usage. I think he'll have a lot of assists, which will lead me to a couple other guys I like. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of fading Wall. He's going to play, but uh, like I said, I'd rather just go with Bledsoe, who's cheaper uh, as your high-end guy, and then Holiday with the money you save from going there. So with Wall Limited, like I said, I expect a lower usage rate. That means more usage for Bradley Beal. Uh, we've seen the Sixers give up some big lines to wings. So Bradley Beal, I love, uh, especially if Butler plays. Uh, you, like going straight even today, going like all 7,000 kind of a guy across the board is solid. 
Um, yeah, so I love Beal a lot. He's probably my favorite shooting guard uh, of the the high-ish end guys. There's, obviously, there's really no superstars. Um, no Young Giannis, no Harden, all those guys. So, no DeRozan. So, yeah, I think Beal is the top-scoring shooting guard at 7,000. That's a good one to go. So, he's pretty close to must-play for me. Uh, and then the guy I like the most, uh, almost like the process, I kind of have all the Gortat today. Uh, if you remember, and if you listened to this podcast last year, I talked about this every time. Back in October, Okafor was a little dirty. This is in 2015. Uh, Okafor was a little bit dirty with Gortat, and he was mad. Uh, and after the game, he said, one thing's for sure, he's on my list right now. Uh, this is after a preseason win. He said, quote, the next four games, I'm coming, I'm coming. I hope he's going to read that. I'm coming, I'm coming for him. <laughs> so uh, I love that quote. Uh, Gortat's last four games last season were 17 points, 14 boards, two dives, 1.3 blocks, and 34 minutes per game. So, yeah, I love Gortat. Uh, no, we. I assume they're going to start. Okafor, I could be wrong on that. They could go Noel, but regardless, uh, I still love him. Uh, home game again, no, in decreased usage on Wall. So yeah, uh, I think Gortat's by far my favorite center play. Uh, and a really weird night uh, with such a light slate, so I like him a ton. Uh, I am not a big Markeith guy. But this is definitely setting up to be a good spot for him. He'll get a lot of Ursan Ilyasova against him at 5,700. Like, the, all these 57, 7,200 guys, like, without the studs on the slate, it, it's just the way to go. Uh, there's enough guys to roll with, especially, you know, even you could get Davis in there and still roll a bunch of, like, 55, $5,600 guys in there and still be straight. Uh, and then some, right? So, yeah, uh, he's solid. Uh, 76ers side, you got to like Nolan's Noel at least a little bit at 47. Uh, he's he's going to probably play 25, 26 minutes. Uh, he's shooting the ball well. He's had, I think, two shots from at least 15, uh, 18 feet. Uh, very unusual for him. Uh, he had shot it with confidence, too. He's been really good. Um, sixth round since he took over for you season long players, by the way. He's been awesome. So, yeah, I'm cool with him. Uh, definitely, probably one of my favorites, actually. I like him quite a bit. Um, TJ, not really feeling. I feel like I'd rather spend up and get Drew and those guys. Uh, he'll have added usage, but he's not a high usage guy anyway with, with the process out of there. Uh, you got to like Roko a little bit at 5,500. Again, taking the processes. He's hanging around 38 usage his past handful of games. Uh, and he gets a lot of minutes next to Roko. So you got to like him a little bit. Uh, you got to like Sauce a little bit at 3.6. I, I think he'll get a 24, 25 usage today. Uh, so he's a, a fine punt if you want to spend down. I wouldn't. Uh, like I said, I'd rather go Beal, Booker, Rodney Hood as well. So I wouldn't really play him, but just throwing that out there if you want to get crazy. As for Okafor, I don't hate the idea of playing him at 4,400. But like I, I love, I just think Gortat's going to blow up today. I think we're, we're going to see Gortat have like a, a 20 and 15 kind of a game. Uh, in this matchup, so I, I love him. Uh, where else we at here? Um, Ursan's all right. Uh, again, should have added usage, 5,900, good price. Uh, the homie's 39, I think he'll play more. We're going to see a, a little bit more of that 
I think. There was only about four minutes of the homie at the three, and he was hot yesterday. So I'm cool with chasing homie if you want to. Um, yeah, we'll move on, I think, to Orlando and Utah. No injury notes. That's a welcome sight for Utah, huh? Uh, so big rotation changes for the Magic, and it worked. They had a big win in Portland last night. Uh, they only played Bismack Biombo for one minute combined next to another big, Vooch or Surge. That's very, very noteworthy. The one minute was for with Surge, if you're curious. So, obviously, you can't play Biz. Vooch coming off a monster game. Season-high 30 points. He just went to school. Jump shot was working. Post move was working. Uh, easily his best game of the season. Um, but he's on a back-to-back. If you look at his back-to-back numbers, they're pretty bad. Uh, he only averages 10.3 points, 10.3 boards, 2.8 assists. Let me see how he did last year. Uh, sometimes big men could kind of struggle on back-to-backs. He has been... He's pretty much... At, actually, he was good in back-to-backs last year. So we'll chalk it up to small sample size. So if you want to go against me and not play Mr. Marchin Gortat, then sure, 67-100 for Vooch is all right. But this is against Gobert. So yeah, you're you're real ballsy there. Um not today for Vooch, but he's trending up. Uh, pretty much, you fade Utah. Uh, we saw what they did to Detroit. They just they turned they just turned teams box scores into trash. Uh, their defense is so good. Hot Rod, baby, Rodney Hood back in the neighborhood. Uh, Forty two hundred, man, you gotta like that. Uh, coach talked him up, wants him to shoot. My guy Andy Larson, uh, cool guy I met at summer league a couple times. He had a great stat. When Rodney Hood shoots 30% or better, 30%, the Jazz are 19-5. and five, And then David Locke added that they're 18-4 and four when he scores 13 or more. So that, that's crazy, man. Uh, the, they go as the Hood goes. So, again, gotta, gotta like him um, at 4,200. He's hit or miss. He's definitely a... I mean, he's 4,200. Uh, as long as he shoots better than 30%, right, then he's going to be all right. So I like him a lot. Um, pairing him with Beal makes a lot of sense to, to knock out two guys for just a little over 11 grand. That's solid, 11-2. Uh, Gobert's cool. Um, I should add, actually, we'll see if they go biz a little bit more in this one. Um, we saw Stan Van Gundy really shock us, even the Pistons reporters. When they started Aaron Baines, man, I hate that. Shoot your shot, play your game. Don't don't go into Utah and play their game. Don't go into Golden State and play their game. I mean, that there's a reason why you're scared to do what you want to do because they're good at it. So don't play it in their hand. I'm I'm always a fan of um, just using your guys. I mean, yeah, mix in some guys here and there, but don't do it out of the gate. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, wow, we got uh, some breaking news here. Uh, Andrew Bogut's going to be out for a little bit uh, with a strained hamstring from Dwayne Price, uh, one of the Dallas reporters. So, yeah, um, Seth Curry, pick him up, by the way, uh, which Carlisle said he may start him for basically the foreseeable future. Um, so, yeah, for, uh, Curry, uh, next time he plays DFS, then use him. Anyways, uh, Gordon Hayward's cool. 
Um, G-Time's always nice. George Hill as well. little scared to play him on a back-to-back. Just slightly scared. Like, I, I just, like, drew a little bit more in this spot, I think. And then I, like, Bledsoe again. So, but I do like Hill a lot. I think he's probably my number three point guard. Uh, Favors I'm cool with as well. A little worried on the back-to-back factor, so I wouldn't play him and be excited about it. Uh, I'd probably rather play Newell with the process resting. They're the same price. All right, so we're at position, as you guys can tell. I'm going to fade Wall. Uh, I'm not too thrilled about it, but uh, especially with the way the slate shakes out where he's really the only stud and there's enough guys to put in there. So, I mean, you can really stack him up, though. I mean, you can play. You don't have to punt anyone. Uh, on a night where there's really no outstanding punts tonight. So, yeah. Uh, fade Wall. Again, I'd probably go with Bledsoe and Drew. A little George Hill action. And I didn't really mention TJ, but uh, I'd rather go up to George Hill for 700 more. Uh, even with the process out. Shooting guard. Uh, like I said, Rodney Hood and Beal seems like a really strong duo. Uh, I do like Devin Booker if you have the extra money to go up from Hood. But yeah, Beal looks like a great one. Uh, obviously, if Butler's out, then you look at Wade for sure. Uh, small forward. Uh, I didn't mention Kelly Oubre. Uh, he's probably one of the only cheap guys that I like besides Doug McDermott, who I also like. I like McDermott a little bit more, especially if Butler's out. Uh, that'll give you a ton of money. That could probably get you up to Davis if you want to go that way. Um, but yeah, it's a good night to put Davis in there, man. A lot of no real expensive guys. Uh, which is, again, why I feel bad about fading Wall. But, man, he's hurt. Two, both hands? <laughs> you need your hands in basketball. Uh, uh, Rocco. I like Rocco a lot, especially in tournaments. Uh, very hit or miss. Um, you can see him having a good game. Uh, Aaron Gordon's minutes are up, by the way. So he's worth a look. More tournament. Obviously, the terrible matchup. This game could get ugly. I wouldn't roll Mario Hazonia, who's back in the rotation. He got killed last night, by the way. Looked terrible, besides a, a nice three-pointer. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, going up to a guy, Gordon Hayward or Kawhi are always good if you have the money. I would pretty much just fill that in last, um, depending on how much money you have left. Uh, I can't go with Jimmy Butler coming off an illness. And, yeah, move on. Power forward. Like, if Davis gets the all clear, uh, I like him a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things going his way in this matchup. So, yeah, there, there's enough. There's just no other expensive guy. So get Davis in there, and you could spend up pretty much everywhere else. And still be straight uh, with the lineup there. Uh, and then Noel's another guy I like tonight. Uh, he, should, he should be just rock solid. Uh, Markeep as well. Um, yeah, like even uh, if you have the extra thousand going up from Noel to Markeep makes sense. That's pretty much it. The homie's cool. And then Ursan as well. Uh, I would probably lean Morris with the wall thing, like I mentioned. Uh, and then center, I'm all about Marcin Gortat. And after that, I guess Okafor, but I'm kind of locked in. And then Tyson Chandler as well, but I'm locked in on, on Gortat. All right, so we're out of here on that 30-minute podcast alone. Uh, so we're going to try to do an MLK DFS pod. Uh, I got a lot of stuff I got to get done on Sunday. Sunday's like my errand slash off day and all that. But we'll try to get a pod up there. I'm pretty pumped. Nine games, all day hoops. Kind of like today, but a little bit lighter. Today's nice. You get a nice even kind of one game, then another game. It's kind of like Christmas a little bit. Uh, 
So you guys enjoy the games, enjoy football if you're going to watch that, and we'll catch you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.